Welcome to the Forward Church Podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with our latest episodes. Now let's get ready to dive into today's message. We know you'll be blessed. How many of y'all are excited about the Word today? I'm excited about the Word. I'm excited about the Word. If you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and open them to the book of Luke, chapter 5. I'm not going to play a trick on you like I did last Sunday. Uh, <laughs> we're actually going to have a main text today. Amen. Last Sunday, I threw everybody off. I was like, I'm not going to read a main text. We're just going to, you know, have the whole chapter as the main text. Everybody started standing for the reading of God's Word. I was like, you can just sit down. I was like, oh, Lord, I hope I didn't embarrass somebody. But we are going to have a main text today. Uh, I want to read the book of, uh, read uh, in the book of Luke, chapter 5. I'm going to read verses 1 through 11. So today, if you don't mind, if you will, stand for the uh, reading of God's Word. Uh, this is something we do here at Forward Church for just to honor God's Word. How many of y'all know God's Word is deserving of honor? Amen. If anything is deserving of honor, it should be the Word of God. Uh, so I'm going to pick up chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. And it says this. So it was as the multitude pressed about him, him being Jesus, to hear the Word of God. And I love, and I, I'm trying not to preach as I read, but i got to preach right here. I love how the multitude was hungry for the word. Just right off the bat, you see the hunger. They pressed into him. The multitude was pressing into Jesus because they were hungry for the word. I just want to say this. When we get that hungry for this, watch out. Transformation will happen. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Genezaret, the Sea of Galilee, and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. Jesus was using the sea as a sound system, basically, to cast his voice for his teaching. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets. Somebody say, let down your nets. Look at your husband or your wife and say, we need to let down our nets. We need to let down our nets today. We need to let down nets being plural. Not a single net, but a plural net. But look what Simon did. But Simon answered to him, said, Master, we've told all not, we caught nothing. He began to make excuses. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down what? Jesus said, nets, we're going to get there. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And when they came and filled the boats, so they be- and they came and filled the boat so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, "Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord." For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken in. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, he said, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So 
When they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Today, I just want to share with you a short message that I've titled, What's the Catch? What's the Catch? Will you pray with me? God, I come before you and I praise you for who you are. I thank you, God, for this message that you've downloaded into my heart this week. I pray your anointing upon these lips. God, let everything I say be ordained by you. Nothing more, nothing less. Let it pierce the hearts of this congregation, God, that we wouldn't just be hearers of your word, but doers. God, I pray, Lord, the seed that's scattered upon, God, this congregation, God, of this word this morning. God, I just ask, God, the seed of this word, let it be planted. Let it be, God, spring up and produce everlasting spiritual fruits in the heart and in the mind of every believer in here. God, and I pray, Lord, this prayer every single Sunday, and it's not just a repetitive prayer, but God, it's something that I desire in my heart every Sunday is I don't want a single one of us to leave here the same way we walked in. And God, we'll be quick to give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. High five two or three people and say, get ready. Amen. Hallelujah. What's the catch? You know, Jesus looked at Simon. Jesus said to Simon Peter, he said, launch out into the deep. He said, let down your nets. Now, I just want to go ahead and I wanna, I'm going to try to chase a rabbit trail right off front. I'm going to try something new today. I'm going I'm to chase a rabbit up front. That way I get it out of my system, okay? That way we don't do it later in the sermon today. I love Jesus. Right off the bat, he wanted to bless Peter, in return for Peter allowing Jesus to use his boat. Basically, in a nutshell, after Jesus had finished teaching, he wanted to do something good for Simon. Simon had lent his boat to Jesus to Je for Jesus to teach from, and Peter could not give something to Jesus without Jesus giving even more back to him. And I just want to, you know, we're, we're entering into this 90-day this tithe challenge, and we've already talked about that. Pastor Brandon has already talked about that, but... Let me chase a rabbit right up front. It's hard to give and it's hard to sow into the kingdom without receiving even more back in return. And we don't sow to reap, but it's a principle of the kingdom. That's a principle of the kingdom that when we sow, we reap. We reap, pressed down, shaken together, running over 30, 60, 90, 100 fold of what we've even sowed in. And that's what Jesus does. See, Peter cannot even... Give a little bit to Jesus without Jesus giving him even more in return. And that's the principle of kingdom giving. But I love, see, Peter, he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't know what to expect in this story right there. We've, he said, we've told all night. We've not caught anything. He said, but nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Now, this was a good statement and a bad statement. This is really what I want to preach on today. I chased my rabbit up front. Here's what I'm preaching on. This statement by Peter, we fished all night long. We've not caught anything. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down my net. This was a good statement, and this was a bad statement. So basically, I've got good news, and I've got bad news. Now, I'm going to give you the bad news first, because that's what we want. Amen? We always want the bad news first, because we want to end on a good note. So the bad news is this. Jesus told Peter to let down his nets, plural, but what did Peter do? He only let down what? One net. How many of y'all have ever noticed that in this story? I'm just curious. 
I've never noticed that in this story until I started studying this last week. Jesus told Peter to let down his nets. This scripture contains a lesson of faith. See, we must, we must follow the smallest detail of God's instruction or we may fall short of the blessings he has for our life. The S at the end of the word nets indicated a larger blessing was coming than what Peter was prepared to receive. The S at the end of the nets that Jesus said, let down your nets, indicated that there was a larger blessing in Peter's future than what Peter even perceived to be in his future. And a lot of times, Peter, right here, Peter prepared for a single net when Christ knew he was preparing Peter for a massive catch requiring more than one net. How many of us are only letting down one net when there are so many nets God has given us to receive his blessings with? How many of us are only letting down? Jesus is telling us to let down your nets. Jesus is telling you to let down your nets, and we're saying, okay, God, I, I, you know, I don't know if you really understand how this works or not, but at your word, I'll let down my net. And I could just put myself in this situation right here where Jesus was thinking, I don't know that, that you really understand what's coming or not. And so many of us, we, let, we don't mind letting down one net, but we're so hesitant to let down plural, multiple nets. See, we'll let down the net of church attendance. And we receive a blessing when we attend church. We get in the presence of God when we come together and we gather together with a group of believers and we say, Jesus, I don't mind letting down that net because that's a net I feel confident that I'll receive a blessing when I attend church. So I'll let down the net of church attendance. But there's so many more nets that God has called us and he's, he's commanded us to let down so that we can receive and reap the benefits and the blessings of those nets. The net of praise. See, some of us let down the net of attendance, but we never let down the net of praise. We come into God's house, and, and, and we ha it's not that we don't have the net of praise. We never utilize the net of praise. Maybe it's because we don't really understand the benefit of the net of praise. Maybe it's because Jesus, maybe, maybe we don't perceive what praise and the power of praise that, that, that it has in our life. And all the while, Jesus is saying, let down the net of praise. And you're like, Jesus, I'm here. I'm, I, I'll... At your word, I, I, I'll let down my net of attendance. And I'm here. Isn't that enough, Jesus? And Jesus is saying, no, I've got, I've got greater things in store. Let down your net of praise. Let down your net of prayer. Oh, no, I don't know. That's, that's, that's too much effort. That's too much work. I've already, I've already attended. I've already let down the net of attendance. You're telling me I need to let down the net of prayer? Yeah, because that's a net that God has given us to reap from, and a lot of times we never let down the net of prayer. Well, maybe, maybe we need to let down the net of Bible study. Maybe we need to study to show ourselves a prayer. I'm not just talking about reading. I'm talking about studying His Word. Getting a divine revelation. Oh, well, I've already, let, I've already let down the net of attendance. I've listened to pastor's sermon, 
And it was such a blessing that I don't really, I don't have to let down the net of Bible study. But Jesus saying, he's, he's speaking to you today, let down your nets. Let down your nets, let down your nets of, of giving. Let down your nets of small group attendance. Come on, get connected in a group. Let down your nets of serving. See, all of these are nets that a lot of people never let down in their life. And because we never let down those nets, we never receive the catch that God has for us. But I've come by to tell somebody, stop just letting down one net. Look at your neighbor and say, let down your nets. Jesus said, let down your nets. Peter could have come up with any number of excuses. I worked all night, I'm tired. How many of y'all said that before? <laughs> Never. Don't, whoa, 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 whoa. Jesus, I know a lot more about fishing than a carpenter does. You're a carpenter. I do this professionally. I know what's, I, I know fishing. You stick to religion. The best fishing's at night. We didn't catch anything at night, so you know what? This is just a bad time. You need to understand you are the right person. This is the right place. Now is the right time. When Jesus speaks a word to you, you are the person. This is the place. Now is the time. Not tomorrow. Not next week, today. See, what you have to understand is there are people sitting, you are sitting under the sound of my voice today. You're hearing this message and you're thinking, that's a great word for my neighbor. That's a great word for my spouse. That's a great word. I've got kids that need to hear this word. But Jesus is speaking to you to let down your nets. Jesus is speaking to you, let down your nets. And we're so quick to believe that God's blessings is for someone else or God desires to do a work in or through someone else. But I'm here to tell somebody God desires to do a work in and through you. Now, should I preach on excuses this morning? Because Peter, we fished all night and we hadn't caught anything, Jesus. But nevertheless... At your word, I will let down the net. Now, here's the good part of this statement. I told you I had bad news and I had good news. Y'all ready for the good news? The good news is that Peter had faith in the word of Jesus. He said, at your word. This was Peter's great statement of faith and trust in Jesus' word here. See, at his word, there was light. At his word, the sun, the moon, the stars, the planets were created. At his word, life came to this earth. At his word, creation is held together and sustained. At his word, empires rise and fall. History unfolds his great plan. At his word. See, there's power in the word of the Lamb of God. How many of y'all believe that there is power in this word? There's power at his word. And if we could just say, I've got, you know what? I've got every excuse in the book. Jesus, you know what, even sometimes, I'm just going to be honest, I think I know what's best more than you think you know what's best because I don't know if you see these circumstances. 
I don't know if you see my financial situation right now. I don't know if you see the shape that my family's in. I don't know if you see the condition of my workplace. I don't know if you see all of these, all of these weights that, that are on me right now. Jesus, I don't know that you see it, but he does see that. And sometimes we just got to say, despite all of the excuses that I could come up with, nevertheless, at your word, I'm going to obey what you have spoken into my heart. And as the story progresses, Peter's doubts about Jesus' fishing abilities progress to doubts about himself. How many of y'all have been there? Jesus, it's not that I doubt you now, it's that I doubt me. And the first doubt was overcome by a miracle. If Peter doubted Jesus, the first doubt was overcome by a miracle, but the second doubt was overcome by a promise. Now, let, let, let's look at that. What was the miracle? What was the miracle in this story right here? It was what? The massive catch. What's the catch? The catch of fish. See, not only was the catch too big for one net. Listen to this. Don't miss it. The catch was also too big for one person. Peter had to call their partners over to help bring this catch in. And I want you to understand something. Listen to me. Wake up. Up here. The catch is too big for one net, and the catch is too big for one person. What God desires to do in your life is bigger than you. And we can keep on living life by ourselves and miss out on everything that God has for us, or we can actually choose to, to build partnerships and relationships in the kingdom and actually experience the fullness of what God has for us. See, the, go ahead and give him praise. Peter made the mistake of just letting down one net, and then he realized, I can't do this by myself. If you've got a dream you can accomplish on your own, your dream is not big enough. It's time that, see, and, and, and what's, what's that you always say? If we're, do, if, we, if we're doing life alone, we're doing it wrong. Jesus, God created you to be relational people. God created you and I to, 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 to be relational people. And we need the body of Christ. No matter what society, no matter what the world tells you today, listen, I need the body of Christ. I need the church today. I cannot fulfill the destiny and the calling and the purpose of why God created me and why I am here on the face of this earth without belonging to a local body of believers in the church of Jesus Christ. And I'm telling somebody here today, if you're doing life alone, you're doing it wrong because the plan and the purpose that God has for you is bigger than you. It's bigger than you. What's the catch? The catch is bigger than you. The catch is greater than, than one person. Groups are more effective. If you think you can do this alone and reach your fullest potential in the kingdom, you're sadly mistaken. What am I saying? Get in a small group. Get in a small group. We've been doing small groups for like five years now. And five years ago, you know what I heard? Pastor, this ain't going to work. We've done this before. We, we've tried this once. It didn't work. We launched with about six groups, and I'm like, okay, praise God. Next semester, we had about six groups. I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep on keeping on. Next semester, we had about 12 groups. I was like, praise God. Got to give you double for your trouble. Come on, somebody. 
And about five years later, we're, we're launching with about 24 groups. And I'm, I'm, praising, I'm praising God because the vision is bigger than you. The catch is bigger than you. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than one person. Groups are more effective. The catch was also, it, not only was it too big for one net, not only was it too big for one person, but it was too big for one what? Boat. It was too big for one boat. What does the boat represent? The boat represents the church. This church. I'm not talking about the whole church, the body. of. I'm talking about this church. The catch is too big for one boat. See, what am I preaching on today? We need a kingdom mentality. I used to preach on the kingdom of Lot, and maybe I strayed away from that, and I need to get back to it. We need to get a kingdom mentality back in this church. Here's a quote I ran across this week. Some would rather leave souls to perish than admit of partners in the sacred work. It is an intolerable pride to think nothing done well but what we do ourselves. And a diabolic envy to be afraid lest others should be more successful than we are. Can I preach for a minute? If you didn't think it was already a little tense in here, it's about to get even more tense. It's time we stop the civil wars we're having among churches today. I'm going to take a sip and then I'm going to preach a little bit. This animosity in the kingdom of God needs to stop. It needs to cease right now. This is not a gang. We're not the Crips and the whatever, I don't know. This is not West Side Story. This is the kingdom. And I don't care if they've got Baptist, Methodist, Church of God, Assembly of God. I don't care what name is attached on it. See, God, I believe, let me get back to what my heart was when I first come here. When I first come here, I believe one of the things that God had called me to do was tear down and break down denominational barriers in South Mobile County. And here's the thing. I don't care if you're a Baptist. I don't care if you're a Methodist. I don't care what background you came from because we all bleed red. And if you've got the, if you've got the blood of Jesus flowing through your veins, we all belong to the same kingdom. We all have one king, and his name is Jesus Christ. And Jesus died, bled, and resurrected for the church, not just the church of God, not just the assembly of God, not just the Baptists, not just the Methodists. And I ain't finished yet. Because I don't care if it's a church in Grand Bay. I don't care if it's a church across the corner of the, uh, of the four-way. I don't care if it's a church down in the bayou, if it's a church over in Theodore. And I'm, 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 I'm preaching right here. Because if you feel any animosity toward any of these other churches, we need to repent of it right now. Because this pastor don't feel any sort of way toward any church in the kingdom of God. If they're preaching Jesus, I'm going to pour into them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, bless you. God bless you. I pour into you. I speak favor over you. I speak anointing over you. Well, pastor, you don't know they're criticizing me. Let them criticize you because I don't care. As long as I'm doing what God has called me and created me to do, blessed is he. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall inherit the kingdom of God. This ain't an us versus them. This is an us. This is a kingdom thing. 
And I would name specific names, but we're live streaming. So I hope y'all are smart enough to put two and two together. And I believe you are. It's time we stop these civil wars we're having among churches today. Listen, here's why. Because the world out there needs Jesus. There is a catch that is bigger than what Forward Church can hold. There is a catch in Irvington, Alabama that is bigger than what this boat can hold. And if all we ever do are arguing and, and, and having civil wars in the churches, there is a lost and dying world out there that wants nothing to do with our little arguments and our little petty civil wars. It's time we put the enemy in his place because there's an enemy that is the accuser of the brethren. And I just say we leave that job description up to him. And we just say, you know what? Greater is he that's within me than he that is in this world. And it's time these churches... Oh, Lord, I need to move on. There is a catch that is bigger than what forward church can hold. The catch was bigger than one net. The catch was bigger than one person. The catch was bigger than one boat. Not only did Jesus provide a miracle for Peter, but he also provided a promise. See, Jesus overcame the doubt that Peter had in Jesus' fishing abilities with a miracle of the great catch. But Jesus also allowed Peter to overcome his doubts in himself with a promise. What was the promise? Verse 10. First, Peter, Jesus reassures Peter. He says, Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And this specific statement right here, it, it, it means this. Stop being fearful. It, it, it means stop being fearful rather than don't get scared. A lot of times we look at somebody and, and we think, you know, you're about to step into something great. And, and, and you know what? It might be a little scary. And we say, don't get scared. But right here, Peter was, Peter was, was I can just imagine the expression on his face right now. Here, Jesus the word in the flesh was standing in front of him. He had just witnessed the miracle, and I could just imagine the fear that might have gripped his soul right now. And Jesus looked at him, and he says, don't be afraid, meaning don't be fearful. Right here, right now, don't be afraid. Peter was evidently awestruck in his reaction. But at this point, really a turning point had been reached. From now on, things would be different in Peter's life. From now on, from this point, this was a turning point. This was a pivotal point in Peter's life right here, just like it is in your life today. This is a pivotal point in your life today. And the nature of the new life to which Jesus is calling him comes out of his final words. What was his final words to Peter? He said, you're going to be fishers of men. You're going to be catching men from now on. And the tense is continuous, signifying habitual practice. Meaning this, you're going to continually catch men. You're going to continually be fish. You're going to keep doing this. This is, not just a, this is not just a one and done, but this is an everyday thing now. Meaning this is going to be priority for you. This is going to become a habit for you. So what's the main point today? I know I preached on the net and the catch. The catch was too big for one net. The catch was too big for one person. The catch was too big for one boat. If you don't remember any of that, remember this, okay? Here's the, here's the main point. 
God wants us to shift our thinking from self to others. In other words, we need to shift from an inward mentality to a kingdom mentality. Why? Why am I preaching on this today? Because the default, the default is being inward focused. That's the default. You can do nothing and be selfish. You can you cannot be intentional about anything and, and look to self. It's easy. That's the default. To look at, look at my insufficiencies, my needs, my desires, my wants, my shortcomings, my success, my failures. But at the end of the day, it's not about any of the, those things. At the end of the day, it's not about any of those things. And what Peter, listen, what Peter was doing, or what Jesus was doing for Peter right here, was trying to get him to shift his thinking. From all these self-doubts, Peter had self-doubts. He, he, he looked at Jesus after the miracle. Don't tune me out just yet. Up here. He looked at Jesus after the miracle, and he was afraid. And I could, I could sense the tone in this statement when he says, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. I'm, I, I, and I could just sense, man, this, this shame. This, I realize now who you are, but I don't know that you know who I am. Jesus I am in awe of what you are doing for me right here, right now. And what Jesus was, was doing was he was getting Peter's attention to get him to shift his thinking. Because at the end of the day, it wasn't even really about the catch. Because when the fishing party got to land, the Bible says that they left everything. They left the greatest catch of fish they had ever seen in all of their life. They left it. They left it. That catch was, was not as important as what it showed them about Jesus. The catch, listen, the catch was not as important as what it showed them about Jesus. So at the end of the day, it's not about, it's not about you. It's not about our insufficiency. It's about him. And Jesus is revealing himself to somebody here in this house today. And he's trying to get you to understand, listen, I see you. I know where you're at. I know all of your doubts. I see all of your insecurities. I see your past. And you know what? As a matter of fact, I'm going to take all those things that you think the enemy used to, to destroy you with, and I'm going to use those very same things that the enemy was trying to destroy you with, and I'm going to turn it around, and I'm going to use them for my glory. And I'm going to use them as a testimony in your life. I'm not going to call this guy out, but man, I love the Facebook post that he made this week. He said, he said, even a wrong decision can sometimes put you in a right place. And Jesus can use that. Jesus can even use your wrong decision. He can use your shortcomings. He can use it all. There's not a thing in your life that Jesus will waste. Every tear you've cried, every pain, every failure, every mistake, Jesus can use it. Why? Because he's God. He's God, and we think that God can't use us, that God don't want to use us. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than you. It's not about you. It's about him and what he can do through you. They became disciples in the fullest sense. Why did they do this? Listen. Because a converted person does not want to go to heaven alone. 
A truly converted man, a truly converted woman does not want to go to heaven alone. If you are saved by the blood of Jesus, there should be a desire in us to want to, praise God, you're going to heaven. Praise God, I'm going to heaven. But you know what? On my way, I want to take everybody I can with me. I want to tell somebody about Jesus. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Pastor, what are, what, what are we to do today with this word? Peter said, at his word. Nevertheless, at his word, I'll let down my net. That's what I want you to do today. I want you to let down your nets. That's what I want. That's what I desire. That's what God's placed in my heart for this congregation today, is for you to let down your nets. I've already let down my net of salvation. I'm saved. There's still more nets. There's still more nets. See, if it was, I've said this, and I'm going to say it again, and I hope this doesn't, I, I don't want this to take away. I just wanted to add to it. I really believe God laid it on my heart right now. If it was God's ultimate purpose, if salvation was just God's ultimate person, now, we're going to be raptured into heaven one of these days. But if it, if it was just God's purpose for you to just be saved, period, and that was the end of it, then God would go ahead. He would rapture you out of this world as soon as you, as soon as you receive Jesus. He just, okay, you fulfilled your purpose. But that's not it. He saves you. He don't save you from something. He, he not only saves you from something, he saves you to something. And there's still more nets for you to let down today. Maybe you need to make a commitment to God to say, hey, today, today I'm, I'm going to hit my knees in prayer more than ever before. I'm going to let down the net of prayer. Maybe there's some of you under the sound of my voice. You, you, you've got a praise that you hadn't let out. And you need to let down that net of praise. Let down that net of, hey, I'm getting in your word. This week I'm committing. I'm going to spend 15 minutes every day in this word. I'm gonna, and these seem like simple things. And you know what? They are. They really are because Jesus said, he, he said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. He said, I'm not really placing, I'm not placing a lot on you. And really, if you would, if you would see this as what it is, it's for your benefit. It's not for his benefit. <laughs> It's not for his benefit. He's God. I mean, what more does he need? We need him. We need him. So let down your nets today. If you need salvation, let down the net of salvation today. If you need freedom, let down that net of repentance and repent of those things. And get free. Get free. Let down the net of of. of of prayer and get free from your past all your doubts now's the place you are the one this is the time amen every head bowed every eye closed God I come before you right now and I praise you for who you are I thank you God for this opportunity that we have God to engage in this altar call right now God we want to engage you we want to engage your presence God because if we leave here today without engaging in this altar call that we've missed it God we've let down the net of attendance we're here and I know that people will be blessed by being here today but God there's so much more 
There's so much more than just being here, God. You desire to do a work, God. There is a plural net. There is a plural net blessing. Not just a singular net, but a plural net blessing in the house today. If we will respond with every head bowed, every eye. We hope you've been blessed by today's message. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with our most recent episodes. To find out more, visit us at forwardchurchonline.com. There you can connect with us, learn more about our ministries, and submit any prayer requests you may have. We hope you join us again soon. 